Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. By God, he's put him through a table. <laughs> Welcome to the Russell Talk Podcast. <laughs> Great start, Tempest. Thanks, Thank bud. Got gotcha. you. Anything planned or anything? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Russell Talk Podcast review of SmackDown and Rampage for this week. We are live on at our venue for the Clash at the Castle watch party. Main reason being the equipment was here, so we also had to come here. Uh, so me and Tempest are going to be talking from the venue. The venue, I think, is pretty rad. Should we should we should we get a shot of the venue? Let's see what the venue looks like. Alrighty, thank you, Laurie, for that tour. Uh, let's let's head back to us and uh, I guess send in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. I'm going to go through all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, but first, we're going to be talking about this Viking rules match that happened, which was between the Viking Raiders and the New Day, uh, which uh, I don't think anyone really knew what Viking rules meant, but I, I, we, we could have a guess, I assume. A good old-fashioned Viking <laughs> rules match. <laughs> good old-fashioned Viking rules match. And they said, a Viking rules match means there's no rules and it's false count anywhere. So... That's a rule, isn't so, it? So, so it's a false count anywhere match, then, isn't it? False count anywhere is a rule. <laughs> I don't like That's, being lied it, to. It means you, you have to win by pinfall, which is a rule, right? It's a, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It, it, it's it, just nitpicking. Fun. It's just funny. Um, they had they they really tried with the setup for this match. I yeah. think they they had uh, like Viking shields lining up both sides of the ring. They had like the end of a Viking longboat just like on the end of the ring. I was like. Okay, this is a bit weird. And I don't know if you noticed, but the Tron oh, yeah. throughout the whole show was just the sea. Yep. <laughs> like, you know they're what? really trying. It's really, really dumb. Yeah. But it's effort. I was going to say, like, I appreciate that they tried. Yeah. It was something different, yeah. you know? And I didn't quite get it, but, you know, it was fine. It it's, was fine. It's they tried. Just wrestling cornball nonsense. I was going to say, it's goofy, but yeah. it, it, was, it was okay. Yeah. I didn't hate it. You know, it's the sort of thing that I look at and say, well, oh, you guys are just you know, having fun with yourselves mm -hmm. and whatnot if the match is nothing. But then the match was fun. The match 
I thought was awesome. I thought the match was great. I really liked this match. Uh, they had some really, really good spots in, in this one. Because uh, both they got so much time for this. I think this went through two ad breaks as well. Um, they got loads of time in this match for them to properly shine. And I think this is easily the best that the Viking Raiders have looked uh, since their, you know, the, the character rebrand. Oh, absolutely. Um, since they became new and vicious. This is, this is the best that they have had since they faced, like, Alistair Black and Ricochet at that takeover. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. And think of how long ago that was. Mm, yeah, I think that is probably the best Raiders match in their WWE entire run, I want to say. I that, would that, think there, it would Ricochet be hard match. to find one better unless you preferred like the Undisputed Era match they'd had at the previous takeover, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. was also great. I, I think I preferred the Black Ricochet match. It was a great it's, match. It was, it was a really bloody good match. Um, but So yeah, this one I thought was, was really, really cool. A lot of weapon spots, a lot of like, fun kendo stick back and forth. You had a big you know, um, power slam off the top rope. You had, uh, God, I'm, I'm forgetting things. You had like a Woods doing like a, a Tornado DDT onto the longboat bit of the, the the mm -hmm. edge of the ring. Kingston doing a big dive and just getting swatted out the air. Like, there was a, a bunch of really fun spots. And a lot of times I thought it was going to end and they'd break it up at the last second. A lot of really fun near falls on this one as well. Um, and I also really liked the finish because uh, they'd set up two tables on top of each other mm -hmm. that were about as high as the, the boat bit at the end of the ring. And uh, the Raiders hit their finish, which they're now calling Ragnarok. Great which, name for a finish. Great name. Big fan of that. Thumbs up. Uh, and they so hit much that. better than the Viking experience. <laughs> I was going to say, can you think of the upgrade from the Viking experience to Ragnarok? Slightly better, I think. Uh, but they hit that onto Woods, through the two tables, onto the outside, and then just pinned him to it. And I was like, that's great. Yep. What a great finish. Yep. I think both of them look great coming out of this. I'm hoping this is now the actual end of the feud, and they can go and both do something of substance. I don't know what, mm -hmm. but something of substance would be great. Yeah, because... At this moment, I don't know if it makes sense to pair the Viking Raiders up with the Usos, but they're mm. very clearly now like the most dominant tag team that they've got. Easily. So it's a weird balancing act where maybe you have to wait a little bit longer to get those belts off the Usos, but I don't know when that's going to happen. If it is going to happen, like there's obviously been lots of theories thrown around with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens possibly taking it off of them or something like that. I have no idea how long we're waiting for that. And mm -hmm. therefore, I don't know how long we're going to be waiting for the Viking Raiders bit that's going to come after that. Precisely. And I don't know whether... I, 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 don't, I don't see a world in which this story makes sense, but I, don't, I feel like the breakup of Sami Zayn and the Bloodline is coming sooner rather than later. Yeah. And then maybe if Sami and Kevin get together, they have to beat the Viking Raiders first before they get to the Usos if they stretch that story out. I don't know if that would make sense. Because mm -hmm. I think after the immediate breakup of Sami and the Bloodline, you'd want... Sammy and Kevin, if they are going to team up, to then go immediately after the Usos. But if they wanted to stretch that story out, you could have the Viking Raiders be like the, the mid-boss battle mm -hmm. for Sammy and Kevin to beat them to then go to the main boss of the Usos. Potentially. I don't hate that. Yeah. yeah. But you just need to find a reason for them to want to do that, I guess. Yeah. It, yeah. Could, it could potentially work. There are plenty of tag teams in WWE now, as we saw later on this show, just mm. with like four of them getting into a brawl. Yeah. So there are different directions that these guys can all go. Yeah. That's sure. exciting. How long have you been able to say that about WWE's tag division? Can't wait for the uh, Maximum Male Models versus New Day feud. Ooh. I wish you hadn't said that. I mm. retract my statement. Mm. Let's get rid of the tag team. 
You know, genuinely, if anyone can make the Maximum Male Models segments work better than the people in it, it would be the New Day. Mm-hmm. I'd trust him with that. Un- under this direction, I agree. Yes. If, if this were six months ago, we would have gotten another old day segment. <laughs> you know, another, uh, just another one of those annual not funny New mm-hmm. Day segments. Well, we still might be getting one of those because I reckon if they did go into a feud, you'd have the New Day being models. Yes. And making fun of them being models. Yes, and but I now I have a bit more faith that it will be funny. I hope so. Like a little bit more. Yeah, A little maybe. bit more. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but uh, regardless, I thought that this was a bit goofy, as you mentioned before, but it worked. I think it worked for what it wanted to do. This was, and we didn't even mention the fact that this show started with this match. This yeah. was the first thing that happened. A show starting with a match. Big thumbs up for me from that, just straight away. So, yeah, I, I really liked all of this. Yeah. Great start to the it's show. It's just kind of like, again, it is easy to excuse the more goofy side of this when it's good. Mm. When you have great wrestling to back it up, it's fantastic. I'm perfectly fine with like comedy wrestling or goofy wrestling mm-hmm. or, you know, classic like 80s character wrestling, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. if it's good. Yeah. And this was good. Absolutely. It's all I want. Yeah. Get some good matches, get some good character progression. It's all I want. We're getting it. So all we want is good wrestling. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Isn't it strange how wrestling works? <laughs> Have good wrestling and suddenly we enjoy the show. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
shall we see what you guys think? Let's mm -hmm. get into uh, some Ultra Jets here. Send those in to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Going to go through all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, Kevin uh, comes in to say, Sammy told the Usos that they should wait for Roman to get here before going to the ring. Usos didn't, so they all went to the ring and Roman was left alone when he arrived so Drew could attack him. I'm pretty sure Sammy will use this to his advantage. See? This is the little details mattering. Exactly. Because I, I think you are bang on, Kevin. Mm -hmm. I think that that was done exactly for that purpose. And I think it's just so much more fun to think about these things. Mm -hmm. Yes, I we'll, love we'll, it. we'll get into all of the Roman Reigns bloodline stuff. The main reason that we didn't lead with the Sami Zayn, Drew McIntyre, Usos, Roman Reigns stuff is because we've done that the last two weeks. It's kind of hard to keep, keep coming up with us be like, this stuff is good. Yeah because we, we've said that already. Um, we've got one on the subject of uh, Rampage from Martin Fox that said, uh, first time Ultra Chat, thank you so much. Uh, forever long fan, just had to mention how much I love that AEW paid off the curse in the finish of the trios match. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that either, honestly. Mm, yeah, but I mean, they did it. Well, yeah, I mean, the, you, don't, you don't come back from the curse. No, exactly, uh, unless you're... Who's not been affected? Someone's not been affected by it. Was it uh, Hook? Yeah, but maybe that was like a love curse. Mm, that's what it was. He didn't really curse him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, was, out, of, was, it was just, out of affection. Yeah, he was just trying to make friends. <laughs> he, he hasn't figured out how it works. He thinks cursing <laughs> people is how you make friends. Oh, he just wants so many friends. Is that what it is? He's very nice. And very evil, from what I hear. Uh, but for now, let's talk about the rest of SmackDown, which after that uh, Viking Rules match, which, started, which took up the first like half an half hour, hour of the show, show yeah. uh, which is really, really good. Uh, we had, we'll talk about all of them now, because we had five video packages on this show about Roman Reigns' two-year title reign. Each of them were focusing on like a slightly different aspect of the reign. So mm -hmm. one was just like, he's been a champion for two years. Another one was like, He's faced this many opponents. Another one was like, he's been in this many stipulation matches. All I thought that it was stuff. hilarious. At one point, Paul Heyman said, he's had over 23 title defenses. It's like, so he's had 24. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't check, but it's a really weird way to put that. <laughs> you know, genuinely, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. That's... That's incredible. Um, so yeah, so each of them was like a slightly different aspect, you know, like how many main events he's had, how many, how many stipulation matches he's been mm -hmm. in, the, like the caliber of opponents he's faced and all that stuff. Um, I thought these video packages were good. They were very well edited, very well put together as you'd expect from stuff like this. Uh, but I did feel by the time like the fourth and fifth ones come around, I'm like, this is a bit repetitive now yeah. because you're basically saying the same thing and showing a lot of similar footage across this of Roman wins lol yeah. throughout his whole thing. And it's like, you could have just put this all into one really awesome, like two minute video package. Yeah. I, I think, think it would have been better. If you'd cut it down to like, just have three, just like do mm. one after the opener, one before the main event and one about halfway through the show. Yeah. I think that would be Fine. Yeah, you could do that. It's, yeah, it just got a little bit excessive mm. because I don't. I've, I've been saying since this change happened that I don't mind there being video packages mm -hmm. as long as they matter. Yeah, it's like I feel like this still could have mattered, just trimmed down a little bit. A hundred percent. Yeah, because I would have thought that if you'd have had one awesome video package oh. showcasing 
Roman winning the belt. And, you know, and, and they openly said, you know, on August 30th, Roman Reigns regained the Universal Championship. But we're not going to say how or against who. Um, <laughs> where they said, like, you know, August 30th, 2020, he got it back. And through his whole reign, he's done this and this. He's faced this person. He's been in this many stipulation matches. If you just list all the accolades that he's done uh -huh. and have footage of those things happening as you're talking about it. And I think that would have made, like, a really epic video package. And if you'd have capped it off with... Kind of like how in the uh, the Drew McIntyre video packages from last week, they had the one that was just about Drew, and then in the second one it was like, and he came back to WWE, and now he's got Roman Reigns as his like main blockade, and he's mm -hmm. going to try and beat him, and it ended with a really cool like fiery Drew McIntyre line. If they'd have done like a really cool like minute and a half video package of Roman Reigns' title reign and his huge accolades, and then said, and he's going to make it one more at Clash of the Castle with Drew mm -hmm. McIntyre, and focus on the, the Drew McIntyre bit right at the end of it, just like they did last week, I think this would have been, like, flawless. I agree. Yeah. I think, I think that would be good. Mm. Um, we then had... I guess we'll, we'll talk about all of the, the Sami Zayn backstage segments now, because there were three of them through the show, and mm -hmm. then we had the main event segment. So the <laughs> Sami Zayn, I think, is my favorite person ever. <laughs> he ever. is ever. He is an absolute treasure because he had done his hair. He'd got mm -hmm. dressed up for this special occasion, the two-year celebration of Roman Reigns' stuff. Uso's coming and he's like, he's like planning the party and he's like, yeah, I've got all this stuff ready. I've, you know, I've got my hair done and all that stuff. You know, he did the handshake with Jimmy and all that stuff. It was very, very good. Jay still doesn't like him. Classic stuff. But then Sammy starts like pleading with Jimmy, being like, can you just like What's, what's Jay's deal, man? Can you, like, get through... To, like, tell him. Come on, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you guys, you know? All that stuff, I'm going to get this stuff ready. And Jimmy's like, hey, man. Like, he leads Jay away, and he's like, I do, he, Sammy's clearly got this party unlocked. And Sammy just responds with, yeet. <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, you could isolate so many bits from this that were just hilarious. Like, he uh, walks so in, and, and he's, he's got this, like, blazer on, and mm -hmm. he's just like, yeah, you know, they told me it was tribal print, and Jay Uso's like, it's not. <laughs> And Sammy goes, oh, I think. And he's like, stop it. <laughs> he just starts comparing him to Jay's tattoos. <laughs> Sammy Zayn's amazing. I love him so much. Um, that was like the first one of just like the tension continuing with mm. them. We had another one where Karrion Cross sent some flowers to the locker room for some reason and not to Roman, whatever. But the flowers were black and they smelled bad. And the note said TikTok on it. Oh, spooky flowers. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It gives you that that Roman Reigns carrying cross, mm -hmm. like just a reminder, basically, mm -hmm. that that's still a, a thread yeah. in all of this. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then we had uh, one final one later on, just before the main event segment, where, as the Ultra Chat mentioned that we read out earlier, the uh, they were saying, right, I think we're we're good to go. Sammy was doing final prep for the celebration segment. And he was just saying that, you know, maybe we should all wait until Roman gets here. We'll go out together, go out to the ring. And Jay is like, what do you, what do you mean all four of us? Like, you're getting really comfortable around here, Sammy. And Sammy's like, look, man, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm here for the bloodline. You know, this is, this, is what, this is what we do. And then Jimmy's like, hey, both of you, shut up. The, it's not about us tonight. Let's all go out there together. We'll introduce Roman Reigns. He'll come out and we'll put the spotlight where it belongs on Roman Reigns. That's it's his night. Lovely stuff. As we mentioned on the Ultra Chat, because this led to Roman Reigns yeah. getting attacked in the parking lot because he was alone, because they went out to the ring without him. I like this detail mm -hmm. a lot. 
And I think it really furthers a lot of the character progression we've been talking about, why we enjoy all this character stuff with Sammy and the Bloodline and everything, and why it all works so well, is because of details like this. Mm. And you think, who's responsible for screwing up this Roman Reigns thing? Who's Roman going to take it out on this time? And that is, that's great character progression and, and a, a good thread to follow. I really like it because throughout the first portion of the Tribal Chief character, of course, Jey Uso was his guy, and Jimmy was the one that was giving him trouble. Mm. Mm. And now, now we're starting to see Sami Zayn maybe driving a wedge between Roman and Jay. Mm-hmm. And in this instance in particular, Jay would at most kind of be at fault, putting the idea forth of maybe we mm-hmm. don't wait for Roman. Yep. And I'm sure Sammy was like, oh, it's Jay's idea. Like, he doesn't have your back. Like, I've got your back. I'm really excited to see what direction they go mm. because Roman could just like snap and kill Sammy and be like, you're trying yeah. to turn me against my family. How dare you? Yep. Or maybe he's like, yeah, you know what? This Jay Uso guy, just, mm-hmm. ah, I don't know. Don't know about him. He's not up to snuff. But either way, I'm excited to see how it progresses. A hundred percent. Because it could lead to an estranged relationship with Roman and Jay which then could lead to, like, the Usos dropping the tag titles mm-hmm. or something, you know? And, but then it could be Sammy's fault as to why the Usos lost. He tries to get in, involved, and he accidentally costs Jay or something like that. And then Roman's like, you messed up, son. Mm-hmm. And then he kills Sammy, kind of being like, no, I'm, I'm stuck in with, sticking with my family kind of thing. Like, I, I'm just curious as to what direction this goes, because there's no, so many possibilities. No matter what, no matter which journey we take... The destination of Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn is now, like, probably my most anticipated thing in WWE. I really hope it happens. I hope that the redemption story isn't Sami and Kevin get the tag titles and that's it. Mm -hmm. And we never get that next step of Sami versus Roman because that is what I want to see. That would be so much fun. Especially because Roman's already beaten Kevin Owens. Mm -hmm. He hasn't beaten Sami Zayn yet. Well, he did. He beat him in, like, 20 seconds last (laughs) December. That's right. He did. Forgot about that one. Yeah. He's a different person. Doesn't count. Mm-hmm. He's a different different character now. Um, so yeah, if he if he could do that, that would be amazing. Um, so that was all like the backstage segments through the show. Talk about the main event segment at the end of this. Uh, Shayna Baszler cut a promo backstage saying that she was going to kill Liv Morgan. Um, Liv Morgan then came in. I, it's not a pet peeve. I guess you can call it a nitpick, I suppose. Why is the backstage interviewer there when the microphone doesn't matter? I said this a few weeks <laughs> no, ago. It drives did. me nuts. It's insane. It's, it's the most insignificant thing in WWE yeah. that I see, and I was like, nah, that's stupid. Doesn't, doesn't that's stupid. <laughs> they do it in AEW, too. Like They walked yeah. off from Jade Cargill's interview on Dynamite, mm. and she just like stayed the same volume. And I was yeah. like, y'all need to just have a boom mic. <laughs> just talk with your yeah. hands. The stick mic is just a prop. It's just a prop at this point. I mean, it always was, but even yeah. even more so now. Uh, so yeah, she did a promo. Liv Morgan then came in and retorted, and he's been like, "I'm going to rip your arm off." Shayna Baszler said, "I'd like to see you try," and she said, "Watch me." That's her thing. That's the catchphrase. She said it. Um, this was fine. I, I thought I, Liv seemed somewhat believable in this segment. She did. I yes. like that. I, I like that as well. I just I think this was good. I just don't think it was a go home angle. No, that, that's totally fair. Yeah. Um, this would have been good maybe last week or the week before, but I think they could have had something a little bit more impactful to end this this thing. You know, even the thing that they did like a couple of weeks ago of Shayna like threatening to break Liv's arm and be like, no, I'm going to wait for Clash at the Castle and I'll break it then kind of thing. You know, just like mm. something like that, like a, a cliffhanger or a hook to get you into the to the match. Yeah, I, I think that would have been better. If we'd swap these segments around, yeah. do backstage and then that, I think it 
Yeah, I, I agree. I mm. think that would have uh, flowed into the pay-per-view a little bit better. But either way, I thought this was still still solid stuff. I agree. Solid stuff overall. Uh, Karrion Cross did a promo saying he was going to murder Drew Gulak. And wouldn't you know it, <laughs> he did. I love um, that they found the guy with the most similar haircut possible to Karrion Cross <laughs> to be his first <laughs> opponent. <laughs> That is a detail I did not notice. Yeah. yeah. You know, aside from the tattoos and Karrion mm. Cross just being a larger man, yes. they looked, you know, for, if you were in the nosebleeds, mm. they were wearing both, like, black trunks that had, like, gold trim on it. They mm -hmm. both got beards and kind of shaggy brown hair. And, you know, obviously you can tell them, tell them apart, but it reminds me of when Dolph Ziggler debuted his brown hair and they yep. put him against Evan Bourne. <laughs> it's like, you got a whole roster over here. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, of the people that they have in WWE to feed to Karrion Cross and give him a good match, Drew Gulak is on that list. Mm, absolutely. So I'm not, I'm not going to complain about it. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, exactly. And this was a quick squash. Um, it was good stuff, though. It was just the basic Karrion Cross formula. People who are unaware of what he's done in NXT and stuff like that who don't know his wrestling style, this just gave you a quick introduction to what Karrion Cross is about. Very intense personality kind of thing. Did, like, his, you know, his Saito suplex and did mm -hmm. the, cr uh, the cross jacket. Yep, cross jacket. I did get that right. Mm -hmm. I was gonna, I was gonna say straight jacket, and I was like, nope, that's that's the actual thing, yeah. not the not the name of the move. Um, so yeah, the did the cross jacket, made him tap out, but he did one extra bit which I really liked, which was he left Drew Gulak tied up in the ropes by mm -hmm. his arms and then walked away, and I was like, that's a cool visual. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's yeah. different. It's yeah. not it's not something I've seen in a while. You know, mm. exactly. It yeah. was nice. It was a solid introduction, I thought. Yeah, and they called this his in-ring debut. And I was like, You're not oh. fooling me, guys. In Smackdown, perhaps. Debut. Mm -hmm. Jeff Hardy mm. is still the NXT champion. <laughs> That's how it works. Uh, we got a recap of Ronda's arrest a couple of weeks ago, and then Ronda Rousey came out uh, with a letter in hand and brought out Adam Pearce. And she said, I got a letter from the board of directors, and she made Adam Pearce read it out loud. And Adam Pierce reading out saying that she's been reinstated because all of the, the activity that she did, it never uh, crossed the border into criminal activity. Therefore, the police shouldn't have been involved. I don't know how they came to that conclusion. That's incorrect from the board of directors. But, you know, that's fine. Whatever. I mean, I'd, like to, I'd love to know who this board of directors is. <laughs> uh, I could take it up with them. Because <laughs> if you're suspended and you're not allowed to be there, mm -hmm. just jumping the rail is, is grounds for arrest. Sure is. Yeah, and she assaulted people. Yeah, which multiple is multiple people. Which, I, I, I don't know what's the what's the what's the criminal charge for it. You say they assaulted people. What's the what's the? Oh, it's assault. Mm. That's the criminal charge you do for it when you assault people. It's called assault. It's, uh, it's funny how that works. But anyway, it do, like it doesn't matter. I heard that and I was like, well, that's dumb. But then yeah, the but, segment was still good, so exactly. I forgot about it. Yeah. Um. So then she yeah she gets Adam Pierce to read it out, saying that she's reinstated, and. Rhonda, in this little little bit here where she's making Adam Pearce read it, read it out, I thought she was really good. Mm -hmm. And this, to me, really surprised me because Rhonda Rousey is, can be, we've seen her in segments a lot, where she's very robotic and she's not the best talker in the world. And if you said for her to go out there and do offhand quips and sarcastic remarks to Adam Pearce while he's reading a letter, I was like, that's a bad idea for Rhonda mm -hmm. to do it. But she did it. She did it bust my ass day in and day out, and nobody gives me respect for this. The board of directors made the decision, and that's fine. But I have a problem with one person. That is you, Ronda Rousey. You're the biggest bitch I've ever met. And I was like, whoa. Can't be saying that these days, Adam. 
Come on now. Can't be saying that. Um, so then uh, I, I really like that that motivation from Adam Pearce because he, ha- he does just get trodden on a lot by mm. a lot of people um, and gets undermined all the time by like higher authority and stuff like that. So I thought this, this made sense. Uh, and then Ronda gives him an armbar. Yeah. I really liked it as well. After he said that comment, he was like, that was unprofessional. I shouldn't have said that. Uh-oh. And then Ronda killed me. I was like, I deserve this. Uh, yeah, that was, it was a re- really good segment, I I'm, thought. I'm going to be really interested to see where this goes. Mm. You know? Like, I'm wondering what this builds to. Mm. Whether it's, like, Adam Pierce gets a representative to represent him in a match against Ronda Rousey or something like that. Sonya Deville. <laughs> oh. <laughs> never mind. I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> Sonya Deville's a fine wrestler, but she is. You know, that Naomi thing I think has tainted the my perception of Sonya Deville uh, and, forever. And, and also, just the entire interaction between Sonya and Adam Pearce and stuff has just played out to me. So I'm just Absolutely. like, I just don't want to see them together again. Um, but a solid segment overall, I thought. Uh, we then had Hit Row taken on Maximum Male Models, and this was a match where Hit Row won. It was more about what else was happening mm. rather than the match itself. Yeah, I. I I didn't. There was like a couple. There was, I think, one spot that I really remember from, excuse me, from this match, which was um, they laid out Ashante the Adonis, and then Marseille uh, like catwalked along his back, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's fun. He's a model. He's a model. That's fun." Yeah. It's all I remember from this match, really. Uh, that and Top Dollar being literally the only person that matters in this tag team because Ashanti the Adonis got worked over and then Top Dollar won. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's big. All right. Exactly, yeah. He's big. Old school mentality. Yeah. Um, but Hit Row won. It was a quick match. Uh, Street Profits then came out to help Hit Row in the post-match thing. So Los And Los Atharios were also there. Um, Maybe, there you go. I, I don't know. I don't know... Uh I'm trying to trying to think of possibilities of what this could lead to. Mm-hmm. It's like if this was, you know, just like the setup for a, a fatal four-way number one contenders match mm-hmm. at some point. I think it would be pretty solid. It's fun, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's just, it's interesting. Yeah, like I said, as now that we have a reason for maximum male models to wrestle, mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, I'm on board. I'm yeah. thinking a little bit deeper about this. I like the catwalk spot mm-hmm. because to me, it's always like, well, why are they models? Yeah. How does them being models affect them as wrestlers? And, I mean, it's, it's like the first week. We haven't seen a lot of it. But seeing that there is integration of their characters into the matches without being, like, obnoxious about it, I think that's solid stuff. Yeah, it is good. Uh, Happy Corbin wants a win, so he's issued an open challenge. And I was very curious because I was like, ooh, Who's going to answer this open challenge? We've seen a lot of returns lately in Triple H's WWE. And mm. I hadn't seen spoilers for this week's show either, so I didn't know who was going to answer this open challenge. I was like, are we going to see another return here? <clears throat> no. Nah. It's Shinsuke Nakamura, who, when he came out, initially I was like, oh, cool, Nakamura. And then I was like, oh, he's facing Happy Corbin. I've seen these people wrestle like 70 million times. This was all of last summer. Yeah. God. At least they weren't fighting for a crown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had forgotten about King Nakamura. Mm. Mm. I had completely forgotten about that. That had been wiped from my memory. That had been Men in Black. Yep. Flashy thing. Flashy thing. Called. Neuralizer. That's the one. Yeah. I forgot the name of it. Nailed it. Yep. Um, it was a quick match. Just getting Nakamura won. Not much else to say about it. Baron Corbin's a loser. That's the point of the segment. Exactly. And it is playing into a story. It's not just like 
Corbin loses lol. Yeah. It is playing into a larger story, which we saw afterwards, which was Corbin was backstage and a limo pulls up and an unseen person says out of the window to to Corbin and says, oh, well, what happened to you? Get in. And then he gets in and he drives. What happened like, to Who's you? this? Who? Who, who could it possibly be? This white limo with this bullhorns <laughs> on the front. <laughs> the white limo with the bullhorns on the front that nobody has ever had before. <laughs> it's JBL. That's, that, that's who it is. It's yeah. JBL. Yeah. Um, I think it's an intriguing pairing. Yes. I also hate JBL and never want to see him on my screen again. That's where I'm at, and you that see. that yeah. is kind of tainting that for yeah. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Like, I f I, The thing is, I don't like JBL as a person. Mm -hmm. I think he's a good promo, mm -hmm. but... Is that enough for me to have him on my screen? Not really. No. I'd, I'd rather not, you know? Some people, I can have a little bit easier of a time separating person from wrestler and mm. just enjoy that, but I don't know. JBL is just, like, among the biggest pricks in wrestling ever, and I'm kind of tired of hearing stories about him being terrible to everybody Yeah. and then still getting the call to come back to work. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had Butch versus Ludwig Kaiser next. In name alone. Because he was Butch still, mm -hmm. but he, he had gear like Pete Dunne. Mm -hmm. He wrestled. Made by Sway Archer. My friend, get your gear from Sway Archer. Sure. He also wrestled like Pete Dunne. And he won like Pete Dunne. And on commentary, Michael Cole said, this is as close to the old Butch as you're going to get. Is that what he said? That's what As he said. you're going to get. Well, it was something like that. Crikey. Um, but yes, he. Uh, I thought this was a fun little match, this one. Got to yeah. see a bit of Pete Dunne wrestling. It's never going to be a bad time. Um, and yeah, it, it was good stuff. He had like the, the classic Pete Dunne finish where he kind of like did the snap of the fingers, did the bitter end. Solid. Do you think we could see the return of Pete Dunne today? Today? Like Sheamus loses to Walter. They break up the brawling brutes. And he comes out as Pete Dunne or something. No. I just think this would be a cool audience to do it in front of. It would be a great audience. I don't know how you'd audience. make it work. I don't know if the timing works. But if you did that and then somehow set up Pete Dunne Walter. Yeah. You know? <sighs> Pete, right? Pete Dunne Walter I'm into. Mm -hmm. That sounds great. Yeah. If, if Pete Dunne Walter afterwards, I think that's Cool. I don't. I don't know if I see it on this show. There might be like an initial tease, mm. but I think it might be like SmackDown or the SmackDown after, where they actually go, "Okay, this is Pete Dunne again," kind of thing. They have a little standoff in the ring at some point mm. today, and yeah, people just yeah, kind of yeah. go, "Ooh, <gasps> a yeah. tease." Mm, exactly. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. Mm. Um, but it was a fun little match. I thought thought it was fairly inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, it's 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 Sheamus yeah. versus Walter is the match, but. We got these two, and it was fine. Yeah. I don't know. Have we seen Sheamus and Ludwig Kaiser? Has that been a match that's I, happened? I, I don't, I, I don't I, immediately I, remember seeing it. I want to say yes, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure the chat that we can't see will, will tell us. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, the people watching that chat won't tell us, so that's <laughs> fine. Um, we then had uh, the main event segment, which was the Roman Reigns two-year celebration, uh, which... I thought it was pretty good overall. 
I, I, I quite like this segment because it came out and you still had a little bit of the teasing going on with Sami Zayn mm. being like, uh, Jimmy, do you mind if I do you mind if I host a segment? Like, you know, I got dressed up um, and Jimmy's like, hey, man, yeah, you go for it. And he was like, oh, cool. I just didn't want anyone to accuse me of being getting too comfortable. Looks over at Jay. I was like, hmm, little on the nose. I like it. Um, it's passive aggressive. I know. It's very good. Uh, and then uh, Sammy like continues to do his speech, but he gets interrupted by Jey Uso, who instead does the speech for him. Again, a little bit of like one-upsmanship, really like that. And then <laughs> Sami Zayn is still my favorite person because Jey Uso is listing Roman's accolades. And after every single one, Sami Zayn drops in like a one-word bit. So it will either be like, preach or yeet or 100 every single time and then it gets to a point where jimmy just looks and goes what are you doing man stop (laughs) (laughs) sammy zane is so funny like if you i i can't replicate it i'm not that good if you haven't seen the segment watch it because it is very funny um and uh, they, they introduce Roman Reigns, you know, we the ones, all that stuff. And big hype entrance for Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns just pulls in after they announce that he's arrived. He's like, sitting there with a monitor in his, TV, in his car. Yeah. And he's like, no, they haven't said my name not yet. yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. Nope. Really convenient timing. So, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. Cut to the parking lot. Still not and he's there. there. Yeah. <laughs> Still waiting. It's like, <laughs> oh, wait. Wait. well, Sorry, he's I coming. Didn't time that right. Because <laughs> someone texted him, like, you know, we just need to hurry this along. Um, but he gets into the parking lot. He gets out of the car. But before he can go anywhere, Drew McIntyre hits him with a claimer out of nowhere into the car, which was cool. Um, uh, so Roman's out of it. Drew then storms to the ring. Um, and he, he gets down onto the ramp. And I don't know if you saw this. Did you see the woman in the front row? Oh, I did not. Oh, Drew gets down and he's just in his like his black vest and he stands there and he's being very, very serious. Takes his vest off and a woman in the front row just goes, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? Fair. Yeah, that's, that's valid, I think. Man, man is a hunk. Mm-hmm. Um, but he then storms the ring and just destroys everything and everyone. Uh, he hits Sami Zayn with a claymore through a chair, like Sami's holding the chair and hits a claymore off his face. He does. Uh, puts one Uso through the commentary table, doing like a suplex. Uh, he spears the other Uso through the barricade. Does the big like ooh ah bit, and then does the spear through the barricade, which is very cool. Trashed all like the easels and stuff they had set up of Roman's like photos and all that stuff. Uh, and then he just did a quick promo, just being like, "Don't you see, Roman? I am never going to give up, and I will beat you at Clash of the Castle." And I was like, "I'm hyped for this match. Mm-hmm. This did a very effective job of making me excited for this match. I already was, but even more so. This felt like a proper go home angle." Mm. You know, like it wasn't like revolutionary. It wasn't like a swerve or a change in direction or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But it was just a solid beat down angle to give you the idea that Drew McIntyre could win this match. I think he just might. He I might. don't know. I don't know either. I'm it's excited. It's going to be really exciting. It it's going to sure be a fun is. match to experience live. Absolutely. And we're going to be experiencing it live at our watch party, which is why we are here with these on, with all the things. Um, so, yeah, I thought this was a really solid end to a pretty solid show overall. Yeah. I thought that this, it didn't quite build Clash of the Castle how I wanted. Like, a lot of stuff at the end of the day feels kind of inconsequential for the main show. Like, you mm. had the Butch versus Lupita Kaiser match, which didn't really further anything. It was just there. And then you had a quick standoff with Seamus and Walter, and they just got broken apart, and that was that. Um, you had, like, the Viking rules match, which... Doesn't really build anything with Clash of the Castle. Good match, but... It was a good yeah. match, but it didn't really build anything. The Ronda Rousey stuff, which doesn't build anything with Clash of the Castle. Main event segment really did. 
and the like the Shayna Baszler promo did. Is that it? For, for that, that's like, about uh, it. I don't think there's too much more SmackDown representation on the show. No. It's so weird it's, like, it's fine. I feel like the go-off the show or the go-home angles for a lot of these programs have happened already. Mm. Like the, the brawl yeah. between the brawling brutes and Ludwig Kaiser while Sheamus and, and Walter were just having a stare down. So that would have been really good on this show, I would think. 100%. Same with like the Shayna Baszler, Liv Morgan I could break your arm, but I'm not going to angle. Mm -hmm. I think both of those would have done really well on this show. Yep. And maybe you could have done something before that to lead into that, to lead into mm -hmm. the show. Mm -hmm. Or something, I don't know. But it just feels like a lot of the better go-home potential angles had already happened. Yeah, exactly. But overall, though, even taking that aside, I still think this was a very enjoyable show to watch. Oh, yeah. Like... The, even SmackDown, when it's kind of inconsequential now, is a perfectly serviceable wrestling show. Absolutely. That has good matches and a solid flow to the whole show, and everything feels like, you know, it doesn't feel like you can immediately just grab huge chunks of the show and remove them anymore. You know? Stuff matters. Stuff matters. Yeah. You know, even if it is somewhat inconsequential, like, what I'm watching is relevant to... Mm -hmm what's coming. Exactly, yeah. And even though it didn't set up Clash of the Castle necessarily, it still furthered stories. Sure. Which is perfect. That's what we want to see, right? Yeah. Um, overall, I gave this a four out of five show. Mm -hmm. I think it was really good. I'd say this is a four out of five show. Yeah. We're in agreement. Yeah. A very fun show. Uh, let's talk about Rampage now, uh, which kicked off immediately with the trios match between Dark Order and Best Friends. Can I ask a question? Please do. Is Tony Khan having a laugh? with the Rampage match order. <laughs> I mean, there was comedy in this match, so clearly, yes. Because I was of the impression that these trios matches were just going to like main event the shows, and that's mm. why the match last week between the Trustbusters and the Best Friends was, was the main event. Mm -hmm. And I was really prepared for the Dark Order and the Best Friends, which is a much bigger match to be the main event of this show. And then it's the opener in favor of Ricky Starks and QT Marshall in the main event. Mm. And I've heard a lot of people say that they do this because they tape Rampage after Dynamite and they don't want to mm -hmm. burn the crowd out and have the, the big match get no reaction because it goes on an hour after the Dynamite ends. So you put that on and you just like, you know. This one was live. Mm -hmm. What's live the excuse Rampage. now? I the, the only thing I can think of for this one is that because it's in such a late time slot, you want to put the big thing on first because more people will be dropping off as the show goes on because it gets too late. So, I don't so know. you give them a reason to stay. Yeah. You say we've got know. our biggest match coming. Like I get it. They're in a really difficult time slot and everything, mm. but I think the booking of this show makes it worse. Mm. It makes it less watchable. Yeah. It makes it so people would only stick around for the first 20 minutes. This is literally like on my GM mode in 2K22 when you have a bad flow of matches. It mm. literally tells you, it's like, you booked this poorly. Your main event was not as good as your mid-card match and that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It's literally this, but in, in real life. Um, and this, I, I agree. I think this was uh, poorly managed, I mm -hmm. think. Regardless, this was a very fun match. Oh, yeah. I thought, it was great. I thought this was just about the only real memorable thing on the show. Mm. Um, so this one, I just wrote, first off, good comedy to start. Mm -hmm. I really like the pairing of Hangman and Orange Cassidy. That I really mentioned me. in my edited review, it's wild to me that we're like three years into this and these two have never had like a match, match, tag match. The only interactions they've had has been in battle royals and a casino ladder match. Mm. Wild. And I see them go up against each other at the start of this and I go, 
Oh yeah, this oh, is yeah. fresh. This is nice. They kept these two apart. Yeah. You know, I, I know I'm gonna say the same thing like when Kenny Omega and MJF cross paths for the first time. It's like, whoa, fresh match. They haven't mm. had any interaction in the last three years. But I don't know. I think uh, on one hand, it's it's an, a strength of AEW, mm-hmm. and then on the other hand, it's like, well. You really waited a little long to put Lucha Brothers and Santana and Ortiz together, didn't you? <laughs> Maybe just a little bit too long. A little bit too long. Yeah. Um, my second note for this is live rampages hit different. Well, yeah. Oh, they just do. The crowd is just so much more like sharp and fresh. You yeah. Know? Oh, it's great. Um, I I really liked all of the the interactions in this match. I always love Silver and Reynolds' little tag team oh, offense they're great. together. Oh, it's so quick and snappy, and I just love all of it. Um, I also really liked, as you mentioned in your editor review as well, that John Silver got the win here mm-hmm. um, in the, it wasn't Hangman getting the ping. Hangman actually got taken out um, by, um, by best friends. He got, uh, he got an orange punch and he was just wiped out on the other side of the ring. But because of that distraction, John Silver got the roll up and he managed to get the win. Big fan of that. Yeah. Really like it. Like you said, it's more of like a team effort uh, between the whole, the whole unit rather than just Hangman's the strong one and that's it. And... Here's my, my artistic interpretation, if you will. You could make the argument that because Hangman had been put into it, best friends are like, he's the, he's the strong link. We mm-hmm. need to make sure that Hangman is neutralized. And they did. They made sure that they put Hangman down and they made sure that Hangman wasn't a factor in the match, which then left them open to Silver and Reynolds taking, taking advantage. I that. like that. Yeah. I, I mean, see, that's a bit of fun. Yeah. You know? It, it's it's the the bit where where wrestling fans might say like oh you're making up stories for yourself and and such but sure am I like being able to think about the possibility of like these guys talked about their strategy beforehand mm. as if this was a real sporting contest exactly and then they went on and executed their strategy and mm-hmm. backfired on them yeah exactly that just makes the match feel more real to me mm. also I would like to publicly rescind my hardcore wrestling. Uh, Membership card, because last week I did not know the name of uh, the little splash finish that mm. they did. It's the Ant Hill. It was, uh, Orange Cassidy did that as Fire Ant in Chikara, which I should know, because I worked for Chikara. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. That is true. Uh, I'll be honest, I didn't know the name of it either, so do I hand my card in as well? I don't think you ever were issued one. It might have oh. gotten list lost in the mail. Damn, that's, that's scathing. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Sorry. I'll, I'll write to the committee, but I don't know if they'll take my letters now. <laughs> yeah, now that you've rescinded your card, it <laughs> doesn't work anymore. Damn it. I should have sent the letter first. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Eddie Kingston did a promo against the Ishii. Good stuff. Oh. Kingston's always great. Oh. Big fan. It, it might appeal to like the smallest portion of fans possible, but Eddie Kingston talking about King's Road in strong style, it's just like, this is exactly what I want. It appeals to me <laughs> deeply. <laughs> in my soul, it appeals to me. That is just you and you only. That is there, it. There are other people. I there are it. other people that will appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, it was a good promo regardless. Um, I'm very much excited for that match. Can I make a, a bigger point out of this than mm. it needs to be? Because... Sure. Uh, I, I think I said at one point, or maybe this was in a script that I started writing and never released, but to me, I don't think the term AEW is for everyone is accurate, mm-hmm. because obviously not everybody's going to like everything. That being said, I think AEW has something for everyone, mm-hmm. and this is a moment where it's just like, hey, do you like 90s Japanese wrestling? Here's a little something for you. Yep. I love that. Mm. Absolutely love that. Yeah. Like, you don't get it on every show the same way that, like, if you're a Deathmatch fan, you don't get, like, the Nick Gage, Chris Jericho 
match on every show. Mm -hmm. But every once in a while, they throw you a bone. Yeah. They have a lot of variety yes. all the time. I like um, which, which is good. I like variety. Um, Ray Phoenix faced Blake Christian next. Um, my first note is Phoenix is ridiculous. And Absolutely. my second note is Phoenix wins quickly. Yeah. As I said in my edited review, like this, this, this match on any other show would like tear the house down mm -hmm. completely because Blake Christian's fantastic. If this was on GCW or PWG or in Mexico or wherever, any other show, any other indie, any other major stage, I think this would have uh, done, this would have been booked very differently, mm. you know. But again, I get it. You yeah, know, you need to give you need to give Ray Phoenix a little bit of momentum heading into this. But I I don't know. I may have cut some stuff from this show and given the minutes to have an amazing mm -hmm. match. Yeah. You know, I I quite liked the justification because they clearly wanted this to be a very quick match, yeah. and they wanted Phoenix to do his entrance quickly. But they gave the justification for it being like he's clearly a bit annoyed because he feels like he lost momentum after not winning that fatal four way mm. um, on on Dynamite. And it was like that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I could, I could buy it. That's if good. it's if it is believable, and you tell me that's the reason, I have no reason to doubt you. Exactly, as a storyteller. Yeah. Uh, Hook and 2.0 had a promo. They said, what if we win? And then they walked off. I bet they won't. I can almost guarantee that they won't. Uh, we then had a rematch of last week's Rampage. Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello faced Ruby Soho and Ortiz. Again. Why, though? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Mm. You know what? I'm going to wrestle again. Yeah. I, I can think I off the top of my this. head of like two instances where they've done like back to back rematches, like ever. CM Punk versus John Moxley being another one. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like literally a week apart. With yeah, no, yeah, yeah. With no justification given. Mm. It was like Eddie Kingston and Lance Archer had like a pair of matches in January sure. of 2021, like yep. one after the other, and then like Hangman Page and Pack had like they ran back their pay-per-view match mm. like that same week on dynamite like right Weird. after full gear 2019 mm. otherwise i was like well that's odd yeah it wasn't really given for it, it was just like here's a match mm. uh but this time the baby faces won ruby soho rolled up tie all right so then they're facing again at all out and this time they've got the triple a mixed tag titles on the line mm -hmm. okay yeah I don't know how I feel about that. I, I don't like this storyline. No, and it's also it it doesn't it's not an AEW title, so it matters less. But you are pinning your champions to get a title shot, which I'm just never a fan of. Well, a, I mean, a storytelling crutch. I just I don't like that personally. I think if you pin the champions, you should get a title shot. Realistically, right. but yeah. But I, I I feel like it shouldn't be the. It As a storytelling means to get to the title match, yes. that's not the one that I would book. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That, that's what I'd From I say. a logistical yes. standpoint, you should get a title shot if you beat the champion. 100%. I don't know. I think, I think this got off on a really tough start when mm. Ruby Soho stuck her own hand in a door to get slammed. And I don't <laughs> know if, I, if I've really forgiven this, <laughs> this feud since then. But, like... Man, there's a lot of chunks of AEW right now that just feel really cold. Mm. Like, I don't think anybody's really going up for this Sammy and Ty Mello versus Ortiz and Ruby Soho feud that has been going on for a long time now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is what it is. The match was fine. Yeah, the match was fine. I'm just... I don't know if it's just because it's all-out weekend 
and then I was mm. watching a Ruby Soho match it all out weekend, but I was like, I was hoping for more out mm. of this past year. Yeah. Is what it is. Is um, what it is. It's uh, the 15th match for All Out. Gee, thanks, Tony. Whew. That's, uh, that's a lot. That's what that is. Good um, luck to Andy and Ollie reviewing this one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Good luck keeping that to an hour, boys. Also, good luck to us because we've got to do live reactions. Oh, I'll watch it. I'll watch 15 matches. <laughs> Telling me to review 15 <laughs> matches in an hour, <laughs> that's, that's and true. then I start sweating. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Athena had a very strong promo, I thought, in this little sit-down promo segment between Athena and Jade Cargill. Um, really liked Athena's promo here. Of Jade just completely like dismissing her and being like, yeah, 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 sure, whatever. You're number 37, don't care. And Athena's like, piss off. <laughs> Literally, stop disrespecting every single woman in this roster. I will take that title off. I was like, I believe you. Mm -hmm. I think she might. Promo. Yeah. I think she might. Yeah. No, it was a really, really solid promo segment. Maybe more excited for the match. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, Acclaimed and Swerve and Glory had a promo segment here. Thought it was pretty good. I really like this promo segment. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I thought it really worked in terms of what they, what points both of them were making. Um, I liked that um, Swerve got pissed off. Good, like a bit of like fire in mm -hmm. this feud. Because before it was like, hey, you're cool. You want a title match? They're like, yeah, we'll take a title match. And it's like, we can beat you. And it's like, ah, no, you can't. And then this one is like, no, shut up. We're going to win. Piss you off. You talk too much. Yeah, exactly. Shush. Yeah. My, Shush. No, not that. Not that. My one criticism of all this is not a criticism of the segment itself. It's just that I don't like that this is the only thing we got for the go-home week mm. of the World Tag Team Championship. Like, that's not enough. Yeah. Put these guys in the ring instead of any of the other meaningless things that we have on TV every week. Yeah. You know, give me, give me a six-man tag or something like that. Billy Gunn and the Acclaimed against, you know, Swerve and Our Glory and pick a partner. I don't yeah. know who they would pick, but... Who's, who's, who's on good times with Swerve and Our Glory? Not really anybody. People, apparently the whole locker room hates Swerve. Cause yeah. Remember they tried to sign a petition, get him fired or something <laughs> like that? Really odd. Yeah, but yeah, like... Weird. Do I needed something more than this? Even if it's just like a singles match with one of the guys in each mm. of the corners, like yeah. do swerve against Anthony Bowens. I bet that would be awesome. Yeah. Put like that a, match like on this show and yeah, I don't know. Like that being said, I thought that the interactions between these guys were really, really good. Mm. I think swerve is, I struggle to say my number one favorite wrestler right now, but he's really up there. Mm. He's got such presence, and I have been saying that for a long time. We I, sure have, haven't we? Yeah. We both did. As soon as he, um, like we were saying how much he's great anyway in NXT. Yeah. And then as soon as Hit Row debuted, we were like, this is it. That's your guy. That's the guy right there. And this I, is your main event faction. I am. I, I would put the world title on him sooner mm. than later. That's just me. Yep. Uh, he said that they were the mountain and they were made of rock and rock beats scissors. Mm. And everyone in the crowd went, ooh. <laughs> Hard ass line. That was good. I like it. Uh, FTR and Wardlow cut a promo. Uh, Dax Harwood getting uh, typically emotional, just being like, hey man, you know, I was pretty down, but you guys, you loved us. We love you back. And you guys make wrestling cool again, and we're great and all that stuff. And then their opponents came out Motor City Machine Guns and uh, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, mm -hmm. Sanam Singh were all there. 
they cut a promo and just saying how, hey, we're going to beat you. We're from Detroit. And they're like, oh, boo. We don't like Detroit. And Nobody likes Detroit. Nobody likes okay. Detroit, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I thought it was fine. And then uh, Sonja Dutt was basically saying, like, oh, yeah, we're going to fight like uh, you want to fight like your eight-year-old. And Dex was like, don't, don't talk about my family. Eight-year-old brat. Eight-year-old brat, he specifically said. And he said, well, don't talk about my family. Uh, so then he got all fired up and he had to be held back by Cash and, and Wardlow, which was cool. Um, I thought this was good. I think they messed up the timing a little bit because Dax was saying the three things you don't mess with, said mm -hmm. number one, then got interrupted, and then Sonja Dutt referenced the three things that he said yeah. that you don't mess with, and it was like, he didn't get a chance to say that because you interrupted him, but whatever. Um, Maybe wait your turn next time, Yeah, exactly. Sanjay. Chris Sabin. Come on, man. Um, uh, it's great to see the machine guns in AEW, mm. though. Like, I don't think they will stick around nice. long this term or anything. I mean, if they want to, but... They fit this promotion like a glove. Mm. I would see them face every tag team in the division twice over, and they would all be great. Yeah. Uh, then I had the main event of Ricky Starks versus QT Marshall. That was good stuff. It I don't know fine. why it was the main event. Yeah. It's it the same thing as like when Orange Cassidy faced Arya Daivari in the main event of mm. Rampage a few weeks ago. It's yeah. like they just, it's a perfectly fine opening match that just happened to be the main event. Yeah. Like uh, the post match brawl was good. Like Ricky Starks won, obviously. Post-match brawl was good with Powerhouse. He came out and they, they did a brawl, big brawl which had lots of fire in it and stuff like that, which is really good. Made me more excited for the match. Just all this factory stuff I'm just not into. Like what? It just it messes with the story mm -hmm. in me. It's dragging down the story. It's like, I just want the story to be about Starks and Hobbs. And now this is getting, getting in the way. It's like, I, I understand it because now these guys are both singles and they don't mm -hmm. have people around them that the other can wrestle to further this storyline through wrestling. So they've yep. then just stuck the factory onto this. Mm -hmm. But my problem with this is it, it was more of a thing last year, and then I think we got away from it for a bit, but it seemed like every show you were guaranteed to have either the wingmen, the factory, or the ass club on it, and that was the segment that was going to die. Mm -hmm. yeah. I would just stop booking them personally. There you go. That's the solution. You know, like, I know that you need to have people that you beat, mm -hmm. but I feel like that's kind of what, like, your Tony Nieces and Matt Seidel's and guys like that, and more, like, some young guys that have been on Dark. There's yeah. plenty of them. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, the Aaron Solo match, like, at least he has some history with Ricky Starks. Mm. There was a reason to do that one. Yeah. But beyond that, it's just kind of been like, meh. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't care about the factory. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was a serviceable rampage mm -hmm. overall. It was fine. Solid three out of five. Yep. I will not remember a single thing after that trios match. I Absolutely not. Um, and that's a shame because it's the go-home show for All Out. Yeah. And it's a live rampage, so you'd expect more. Crampage has got way too much on its plate. And I know, I know Tony Khan said during his media presser that... Uh, that with stars returning and whatnot, he's, he's planning to have the quality of, of Rampage return to what it once was. Buddy, your roster is so stacked, you didn't have to wait for like three guys to come back. The thing is, the quality of wrestling and stuff that's on it is not the thing that's bad. You're mm -hmm. putting too much on the show. Yeah. That's what makes it bad. Like, if you just, like, I get that people say that wrestling doesn't draw and whatnot, but it's a wrestling show. If you just make <laughs> it a better wrestling show, I think it'll do better. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to look at the Rampage graphics and see six things are going to happen. Mm -hmm. Give me three matches. Yeah. Have them all go like 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. You get your commercials in there. You do a couple of like 
backstage vignette promo type things. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect hour of wrestling. Yeah, and that's 100%. what it was for like the first six months when we liked it. Exactly. Everyone and, liked it. And you can have stories progressing. You can have just essentially another hour of dynamite. You have stuff happening and you have matches that mean something. Because right now it seems like it's just a ton of throwaway stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, we need to promote this match. But they don't actually further any stories or anything. It is literally promoting the match. And they say, this match is happening. It's like, okay, and? Like, mm -hmm. you need to progress things. But you can't do that if you're just cramming it all into one show. You yeah. need to have time to let stuff breathe. Like, yeah, the, there just isn't any reason to me why we couldn't have, like, a 15-minute women's match on every show. Yeah. With, like, give Tony Storm or mm -hmm. Athena or yeah. any... Like, what has... I don't have the answer in front of me, but, like, how long is Athena's longest AEW match? Been? Ooh. Can't I be that know. long. No, not that long. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, you have the talent to make this show good, and there's a tiny gnat flying around there my There sure eye. is, yeah. I'd really appreciate if it me. would piss off. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Crime page. Uh, should we get into the rest of the Ultra Chats here? I believe we shall. Uh, let's do that. Uh, last chance to send those in at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Got a couple of minutes, and then we're going to be ending this stream. So, uh, Zacho has been a member for 13 months in a row. Thank you so much. That said, uh, hoping that Sammy cost Rome in the match, but he thinks it was Jay's fault somehow through shenanigans. I feel that could be a wicked story going forward. That Ooh, sounds fun. I've got a long thought process that I won't get into now. I might say this on like the pay-per-view during mm -hmm. the live stream, but mm -hmm. I've just had an idea that I think is fun Ooh. based off of that. So shout out to you, I'm, Seko. I'm excited. Kevin says, that was the most fun I had during a Ronda Rousey segment, except the time she, uh, she uh, Becky and Charlotte got arrested. I really enjoyed her little remarks while Pierce was reading the letter, but please don't make Pierce a heel authority figure. Oh, too late. He uh, told the fans to shut up. He sure did. Just shut up a minute is what he said. So... I love that, for them, that segment where they all got arrested just because Charlotte so like stupid. crab walks over to knee her in the head. It's so stupid. I love it. <laughs> um, Hawk, the outcast, H23, said, the best team in sports infotainment. Looking forward to the show later and wanted to throw out an interesting point from this week's NXT. Tyler Bate got a video call from Butch, mm -hmm. who told him to beat Bron Breaker for British style. Foreshadowing? L-I-W for life. I did see this. Yeah. I did see this. I don't know how much foreshadowing it was because it was just like a half dozen WWE people were on NXT this week, it seemed. Yeah. So I think it was just more of that. But I do also think it is more of the let's attach more Butch to Pete Dunne stuff. Yeah. I think in that way it might be foreshadowing, but I don't know if like Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate are going to hook up anytime soon. I think it was more a throwback than foreshadowing. Right. It's like, remember this thing? We're going to talk about it. Uh, and that's that's kind of the whole uh, crux of it. Um, Hawk the Outcast 823 said, also slightly off topic, but since WWE will be releasing a Johnny Knoxville action figure, could we please once again bring up the need for an LIW Welcome to Smackass shirt? That would be great. Absolutely. Can we have that? I will absolutely, I will absolutely wear a Welcome to Smackass. <laughs> At Ollie Davis on Twitter. <laughs> Can we get a Welcome to Smackass shirt, please? No context as well. Uh, would be great. Uh, I think that is it for the Ultra Chats for today. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching. We are going to be back 
in like two hours uh, to do the live reactions for Clash at the Castle on this very channel at this very venue as well. So stay tuned for that. If you haven't already, subscribe to the channel, like this video as well. We're going to have all the members of the crew here helping out with the live reactions. Not just going to be me and Tempest. We're going to have Ollie and Luke and Laurie and all sorts of people going to be here doing stuff. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll be back in about two hours. Subscribe. Goodbye. Jam that jam at LW for life. Bye. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.